Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Teach Out Loud. Travis, I am super excited about our guest today. Miss um, Fessler is such an amazing artist and she had my children and got Kaya inspired into art. Aww. And like she should seriously go work for Walt Disney because that's how crazy <laughs> talented she is. And so I'm super excited to talk to her about um, that. But mostly she's here to talk about her passion. But why don't you introduce her first little friend and we'll get started. We are so lucky to have Katie Fessler with us today. She's been teaching since 2005 and with the Harrisburg School District since 2008. She has taught all levels of K-12 art as well as 6th grade ELA and K-5 reading specialists. She has her undergraduate degree in education from SDSU and her graduate degree in both technology and administration. She's been busy. She has (laughs) from USD. Uh, She has her certifications in visual arts, educational administration, and technology integration as well as endorsements in a variety of areas of science, ELA, and social studies. Personally, she has grown up in South Dakota her entire life. She is a farm girl. Oh, and, I love that. Me too. <laughs> and now lives in Sioux Falls with her husband, four children, three cats, and, and a, a dog. dog. <laughs> we Welcome, are, Katie. We're in for a Thank treat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Katie, can you just maybe for our <laughs> listeners, we love to start off our show kind of getting to know you and your why to getting into education. Can you share that with our listeners? Yes. And I... I'm going to have to keep myself from going on and on about this because <laughs> I just love everything about the creative process. And whether that is an art or anything, I just love the idea that kids are making and building and experimenting and trying and failing. And that when it's all said and done, there's this thing that like didn't exist that. and didn't happen. And it's now part of the world and their world. And it's just such an amazing thing to be part of. Like, I am one of those people who loves their job. You know, <laughs> right. if, if I won the lottery, I would still come to work you, on Monday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, seeing those kids and and even when it doesn't go their way, they still have something. Like, even if the end product yeah. wasn't a success, they had a whole experience. Right. You know, and that is cool. So, I just love the process of learning. And I love, right now she has Riker, my five-year-old. She has him and he loves art. Yeah, super fun. So um, that's a great why. We've never heard that one. That's a a very good why. It is a good why. It's a good why to start our show (laughs) when we're really going to really talk about a totally different topic topic that we we haven't addressed on the show yet. No. So, Katie, um, we're going to be talking about autism Mm because April is Autism Awareness Month, which is coming up. And I know that you have a very strong passion about that, but our listeners don't know this story. So, you don't want to fill us in, like, on your background, about Mm -hmm. your son and different things? Yep. So, um, my second son, Daniel, who has been part of our district and everyone, I I think everyone knows. Everybody's not Daniel. (laughs) He's a great kid. I can tell you what, that's how I'm (laughs) most known is, oh, you're Daniel's mom. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so he was diagnosed with autism when he was kind of in that two or three range. And it was actually the Harrisburg district that led us to that diagnosis. Really? So, um, we noticed obviously being in education, you know, you notice things and you're working Mm -hmm. with your kids and stuff. And so, um, we noticed that, um, they call it like a sensory 
processing issue or um, we heard a lot of the word the word sensory a lot when he was younger mm-hmm. like he seems to be sensory seeking or he seems to be very sensory stimulated and and we heard that you know daycare when he was okay. really, really young and so we knew kind of what we were looking at and we did a lot of reading a lot of research and um, I was telling Lisa that we used to live in Lenox and when um, we knew something was different that we literally like we came to this conclusion like something is going on here this we'd worked with birth to three something was going on that was um, atypical and we literally called Mr. Holbeck we put our house on the market and we came to Harrisburg because we knew that the SPED program here was awesome amazing and so um, we worked with a psychologist here, and we got the autism diagnosis, which, I mean, that's a meeting I'll never forget, and um, started him in the process. And we've just really been um, just very vocal about um, our, our kind of journey through that with people. And it's something that we really wanted to share with people because we are really strong believers that it's through education of others right. that a lot of the... Um, you know, a lot of the lifestyles of those on the autism spectrum can really be enhanced. Absolutely. So. And going back to that, when you were saying, like, was there is there anything specific that, but besides the sensory that you would notice? So, like, if there's listeners out there who mm-hmm. are looking for things and wondering, could my kid, would they yeah. maybe, and what should I be looking for? And also, when you have that meeting, you said it's a meeting you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, the acceptance of, okay, this is what we're dealing with, and how are we going to handle that? Maybe... I'll tell you, it was, you know, it's it's always hard to hear something be- like that because you know that your child is on a path that there's going to be struggles. Right. Um, but, and it was also kind of a, a, a relief because now we knew where to go with it right. because right. it was hard for us as parents to know, um, are we not tough enough? Are we, what are we doing? You know, sure. like, I don't know. Like, you fed him the wrong vegetable, right? right? Like, there's all these things that you're like, what am I doing wrong? What, how can I help him? Because, um, you know, you talked about how do you notice? It's definitely like, um, you know, we would go places, like go to the store and he would just get so overwhelmed. And sure. um, stemming is something that's really common on mm-hmm. the spectrum. And um, so things where he would um, be banging on things or, or tapping on things, hitting his ears and just not really understanding what Why? was going on with it. You know, now looking back, I, you know, everything has a, a trigger and now right. like I sure. wish I could go back and kind of redo that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was hard to hear, but it was also like, okay, now we let's, let's go now. Let's learn. And let's, and on that note, I see a lot of times being in education for such a long time. It doesn't matter if it's autism or um, ADHD or maybe a learning disability or no matter what it is. I think the not knowing is more scary than when you finally do know, because when you do know and kudos for you and your husband for following through with that, because some parents just shut down Mm -hmm. and they don't, they're almost scared to jump on that journey. Whereas for me, I think if you know what you're dealing with, then you can get empowered to get those tools to help you on this journey. And there are so many tools, right? So when you, when you did end up knowing, because I think it's that whole adage of, when we know we do better. Mm-hmm. And so what what maybe were some things then that started to change oh, in gosh. your world? It was, you know, I and I, I am just such a supporter of the Harrisburg District because of this. Like literally when we came in with Daniel, his daycare would have to put in like special Tupperware and things because he was just, he would get angry and he was so distracted 
perspective. And I remember they talked to us about like maybe needing to come up with tools like sign language and stuff because he wasn't speaking and sure. and just like it was I mean he was so closed in his world and through like knowing how to work with him and using like the picture system and I mean now the kid chatters to everybody <laughs> right he does you know? he talks to everyone right? yeah like I mean and that's what I I tell people is like it it was this program and it was knowing how to help someone on the spectrum that has brought him out because he is not the kid who started, you know, in this. And so educating people on the fact that, you know, it, it is, you know, being scared to kind of find it out, is. but oh my goodness, when you know, you know what can be done and you have all these people around you and, and starting him, you know, with the early um, interventions and with the, you know, we did the speech through Harrisburg and all those things. Sure. It's, it was huge being able to, to put those different things into place and, and just seeing him become who he is because it's it's a different kid. <laughs> but I think he's who he is because of how both you and your husband have responded. Right. Because even I, I still remember being assistant principal at Freedom and we had to make the phone call because Daniel did something. Mm -hmm. And the first response out of your husband's mouth was, how would you handle it with any other kid? Yep. You right. moved to Daniel as yep. well. Great answer. And, yeah. and it was like, it, that to me was just so eye-opening of, you guys haven't put a, a barrier on A Daniel, bubble. You know, no bubble. like yeah. you, you have really attacked it as, this is Daniel. We uh, had a situation where we, um, I, I'm not going to signal anybody out, but we came into a situation and all these of his peers were doing something and uh, it, it was not with the Harrisburg district. Um, and the we walked in and he was kind of alone doing something and Aww. um and I mean it was developmentally fine what he was doing but I was like so how come he isn't sitting here doing this and they're like well you know and we're like no like he can <laughs> he can do this he is he's playing you right now you know right like, he knew how to play the system that if if he made a little noise or, or pushed back it out would yeah. be like well you know he's autistic he can't do this but, right you know it was um, and that's part of it too is is having a good relationship with the people you work with. I, I mean, the, I, the people that have worked with Daniel, I will be friends with forever because right. I was that mom. And I was like, the minute something happens, call and tell us because he probably can handle that situation if we know how to speak to him and, and talk to him about it. And so that is a big thing too, I think, is promoting in education that a lot of times students with special needs are capable of more than what we know but sometimes we're afraid to push that or to take that journey because we just don't know about it yeah. mm -hmm. you know and I think that is a big thing is is sometimes we we see a label and, and that might keep us from from pushing forward and that's why the education about all these things is so important is because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things those kids can do if we know how to meet yes. them where they're at. Exactly. And I'm what my mentees, some of them are in special education and they brought this exact same thing up is that teachers were not including them in just different things because they didn't know how or they didn't think they could. Right. And so it's just the whole education piece. And at the beginning of the year I sent out like all, every month there's something being celebrated, you know, with, with kids with special needs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just don't understand and once they do, they're like, oh, well, you know. This is what they are. This is what, yeah, this is what how it is. Do. And this is what they can do. Yeah. And this is what they're capable of. And I just, I love that. One of my mentees specifically said, how do you treat special ed kids? 
And I said, just like all the other kids, <laughs> you know, and I thought it was a trick question. And she, but she seriously, because so many people think it has to be different. It has to be yeah. in a different way. And so, and you had talked to Katie about all the different support systems out there. And one that you had mentioned was the Spark um, mm-hmm. research. Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, we, um, we're part of this group that does, um, Spark basically funnels, um, you fill out these huge questionnaires, which is life when you have kids that is, <laughs> um, special needs, but. Um, it, it basically is a funneling point so that you can be hooked up with any research that's going on in the country. So like oh. if anyone's doing research on, um, you know, whether it be my pregnancy with Daniel or how Daniel is doing in school or anything like that from anywhere in the country, then it funnels through Spark. They kind of go through and be like, oh, you'd be a good match for this. Oh. And then, um, we go through that. So that's just, it's a way for us to, to, you know, kind of give back and try to, to use our experience to maybe help. Because I think, um, you know, autism was something that wasn't talked about much. And, um, you know, looking back in school, I I can think of kids that were totally on the spectrum. And just people didn't really talk about those kids. Right. Right. Because they really didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. It it was just something that you didn't know. They were just odd. You know, they were Mm -hmm. odd kids. And you just kind of kept your distance. And um, so it's all these things now that it's become so um, so acknowledged that a lot of research is starting to happen. Like there wasn't a lot previous, and now you can really see that starting to move. And I think also because a lot of the kids are starting to reach adulthood, and now they're you know how are these individuals going to look in our community, in our society, right? Yep. And so we're starting to see a lot more of that. So we just it was just a way for us to kind of be part of that. So. Th- Daniel went through a transition, mm-hmm. seeing different schools. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that as a family? Like when when you are taking him out of an environment that mm-hmm. has built that relationship, that rapport with him, they know what he's capable yep. of doing. Like what does that first meeting with new teachers look like for you guys? You know, it's just communication, communication, communication. Like, right. Like um, one of the first things we tell teachers is we want to know everything. Like don't. Don't think that you can't don't tell sugar us something. Yes, yeah. we don't need to. We don't need to be have anything sugarcoated because a lot of times the struggles that they're having, there's a solution to it. We just have right. to talk through it. And for us, and this is kind of like the the core of everything that I really want to see happen, is is going in there and teaching the kids about autism. You know, yeah. that's yeah. one of the first things that we always say is we want whether it's us. Or a teacher, we want someone to go in there and be like, this is autism, and Daniel has it. Like, we're not going to try to pretend that he's not right. a, different mm-hmm. from the other kids. And we want the kids to, to and the teachers to know that his difference is okay. And that it's okay to explain those and have those be teachable moments to mm-hmm. the students. Like, you know, he's going to get overwhelmed, and he's going to do stemming. But instead of like, let's just ignore that let's talk about that. Let's, let's share mm-hmm. with the kids that, Hey, you know how you kind of chew your nails? That's right. What's doing right now, you <laughs> or know, shake like, your foot or right, yeah, right. right. And like, um, talking about, uh, what that looks like when he might have a meltdown and sure. And things. I always tell the teachers too, like, you're going to have two weeks that are tough and he's testing you. And <laughs> see what he can get away <laughs> with, yes. right? Yep. And at the end of those two weeks, if you keep just just like every other kid, yep. if you keep 
firm expectations that are clear, you're going to have a lovely child at the end of those two weeks. <laughs> yeah. If you give in. <laughs> yeah, you got to be persistent for sure. Look forward to your year. You know, like, <laughs> but, but, you know, right. how is that different from no, it's half not. the kids we have? And if you, you know? think about too, I don't think autism is as noticeable. Like my husband has deaf parents and we are all about the deaf ed perspective and that's very visible yeah. or if someone is blind they're you know what I mean those things are very visible mm-hmm. I don't think autism maybe is but the cool thing is is there's so many great books out there mm-hmm. to read in those classrooms that's the first thing I say to yeah. teachers is you know build that team let the kids understand yeah. Bring in those great books, and if you Google it, there will be hundreds of books that pop up that you literally, for any topic, any subject, that you can bring into your classroom. And you that's know? just it. For the kids who have worked with Daniel, they're just, you know, like, they're, he's just that kid that loves bubbles, you know? Right, right. <laughs> they, don't, they don't think anything of it, and that's so great. And and that extends, and that was a real moment for me, is seeing the impact of having kids like Daniel in their lives mm-hmm. that I saw even through Lucas. Like... We were at Target, and there was a kid totally losing it, you know, and I turned to Micah and I was like, well, you know, glad that's not mine, you know, and Lucas totally put us in our place. He's like, you know, it's pretty loud in here. Maybe that kid has autism. And I thought, you're right, kid, you know, like, you are right. And, And that is what that gives it, that these kids who, who get to work with Daniel is that when now when they go out in the community and they see someone who is stemming or they see someone who might be struggling um, with with their speech or doing um, behaviors that may be typical, their thought isn't going to be weird, stay away. They're, they're going to advocate yeah, for Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, I wonder if he has autism. Right. You know, like, cool, no big deal. You know, right. and I just think that is such a, a big part of it. Oh, for sure. It's like when you see mothers with toddlers and they're screaming and, you know, and you're hurting me. And I just sort of look at the mom and you're go, like, you've got this. I go. Got you. Stay I got strong, you. sister. Yeah. You know, it's like, Solid you got to do it. Yep. So you're not supposed to walk away from your wife at no, that point? No, we're not. <laughs> you guys are over here like fist pumping. I'm, like, I'm probably going down the other aisle. Oh, no. I always feel so bad. I'm like, oh, you've got, you can do, you can do okay. it. Stay strong, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Katie, maybe as we get closer to the end of the show here, you kind of touched on it. What can schools do more of mm-hmm. to really start to bring this forward? Because I think you've got some great that ideas. That right there is bring it forward. And, you know, you have to be respectful because I have nothing but love for the parents who also feel like, I don't want this to define my child. You no. Know? Right. And that's okay, too. Like, we all have different ways of, of dealing with it. And no, I, you know, I'm not an expert, but we've got to make it okay mm-hmm. you know they the statistics for 2000 i think it's 2018 was that two-thirds of of those on the spectrum between ages 6 and 15 report that exclusion and bullying is a part of their life oh that's day. so sad because and i th- i think it's just fear of the unknown right. it is you know and and it's that's too bad i think that is the key is like let's talk about it you know let's Let's wear our blue shirts in, on yeah. April 2nd. That's what I was just going to say, yeah. And let's celebrate that it's okay to be different. You know, yeah. I when when I'm around, you know, people who are used to Daniel, they just are like, you know, he's, he's banging the table and that's okay. And mm-hmm. he's repeating 
his his words from things, and that's Daniel, and that's cool. And you can definitely see the people who aren't used to him because they're like, "What is this kid doing?" And so, like, let's get everybody used to it. Let's right. just accepting everybody... our differences. I mean, yeah. that's really truly because that's what people are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Oh, your skin color is not the same as mine, or you eat differently than mm-hmm. I do, or you have a different holiday. You know, and it's accepting those differences and embracing mm-hmm. them and celebrating them yeah, instead yeah. of like you say they walk away in fear, and that's yeah. not. And you started to talk about wearing blue, but tell us what in April. <laughs> yeah. So it's Autism Awareness Month. Yes. So what can we do, or what what does happen so in the world? That is about about getting it out there. April 2nd is, um, it's lighted up blue day, wear blue, put on your, you know, the blue light outside, all that stuff. And it's just to get people talking. You know, what is this about? Well, let me tell you, you know, let's talk about it because it is a part of our community. There's, you know, I think it's one in 60 kids now is going to be somewhere on the spectrum. Wow. And so it's, it's, let's talk about it. Let's make it okay. You know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's educate people. Maybe, you know, they might know someone who who they weren't even aware was on the spectrum and they can start getting the support they need. And and just making it okay to to be different and to um you know, to to just include everyone. I think the inclusion for me is the biggest thing. Like it's okay to not you know, bully someone or single someone out, but also let's let's bring them over. You know, right, like, right. Let's yeah. get them in the group and let's make them part of what we're doing. And and um, and that's just really been our thing with Daniel is let's is celebrating everything that makes him who he is. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're lucky that he is. I'm biased, but I think he's a cute little <laughs> sucker. He's adorable. So, yeah. You know, so, and he's he's got a lot of love, and and I think that people being open to that is just everything to him. And letting him try things, like you say, mm-hmm. let him give it a try. And if he doesn't like it, oh well. But at least he got the opportunity Persevere. to try it. Yeah, teach at him least to he got the opportunity yeah, to try it, and maybe he'll love it. It's like yeah. tasting new foods, you know. Yeah. So one of the coolest things is uh, we've had a couple of visitors at his new school now, and like Daniel is the first one to go up and <laughs> welcome them. Sometimes and, you gotta hold him back. I love like it's, it's just the most study. adorable thing ever. Like he just he. He seeks them out, and he mm-hmm. wants to make he wants to make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and awesome. Like that's, yeah. That is probably the and and honestly, talking about that social <laughs> norms with those students too. That's like being okay correcting him in those situations mm-hmm. because it, it teaching him too. Like right, like that he used to he used to like to run into people head first to hug them. You know, oh, dude, <laughs> that's cool, but. You know, let's, sometimes it hurts. So let's, let's try this. Yeah, let's all hope that too. So yeah, yeah he's he's got a lot of love to give. He does. Aww. He does. So we wrap up our show. We always give our shout out, Katie. Like, so if you had a shout out to our listeners, can be anything that you know you want to think about or say. What would that shout out look like? I want to give a shout out to all those amazing people who have touched the lives of someone who was different and Aww. someone who needed a friend oh i love that what a great way to end our show we end it we started it with a great start this we have all these warm fuzzies I know, right right, right? I'm an art teacher that's my life that's my life <laughs> there you go well lisa this has just been an incredible episode to really start to kick off april for sure and to bring you Where know are you awareness blue april 2nd yeah. Wear it. Be proud. And, and maybe even look at how, how could you start a conversation in your classroom on April 2nd of this inclusion, this, this idea of, of what, 
what type of learners do we have sitting in our classrooms that we can right. celebrate every day. Right. And until then, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Be part of the community. Be part of the solution. And until then, teach, teach out loud. loud.